Welcome to Culture Factor. I'm your producer and host, Holly Shannon. Our new season looks at creators, innovators, and entrepreneurs. Why? Because the creator and gig economy is emerging. Talent has gone to work for themselves. The new year starts with the 101, or the beginner guide, for NFTs, blockchain, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and all those metaverse and Web3 topics we keep hearing about. We are all going back to school on Culture Factor to understand this decentralized economy. From creator coins to the tax implications of selling crypto, let's unpack these emerging technologies in really simple terms. Join me and feel free to send in your questions. Would your brand like to sponsor Culture Factor? It is your opportunity to be a part of a podcast that is ranked in the top 2% globally and heard in over 89 countries. Email holly at hollyshannon.com. Subscribe to Culture Factor and share with a friend now. Okay, welcome back to part two on Culture Factor. If you missed the first part of our conversation, add it to your queue now. like a couple things that have come up since you've been saying all this. Um, I'm really excited about the rendering of the physical art into the NFT. Um, So in the past, I was jewelry designer and um, one of my last collections was a 3D printed collection. And so I hand drew what I wanted and I took the picture of it. I used the JPEG and I uploaded it into several layers of different software. So it got, you know, it went from .jpg to .stl to .svg. You know, it, it went through a few iterations and I ended up making this 3D printed line of jewelry. Um, and I've often wondered, could that... 3D file that I originally made, could that be uploaded into an NFT and converted into a wearable to be used in the metaverse? Hmm. So like I've been thinking about that. And as soon as you said how she converted her artwork using like the AI technology and the scanning and the whole thing, I was like, hmm, that's kind of cool because that's something I've been thinking about. Um, but I kind of digressed a little. I, I just, you sort of brought that up. So I just wanted to share, like, I, th- well, as I, th- a, I think we're, as on a the, creator. we're on the edge is what I'm saying of like more, cre- more things happening from physical to digital. And I'll stop there. You go. <laughs> no, no, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you because this is, this is, this is where things get interesting, right? The idea of an NFT is pretty much a blank canvas. It's what the creators do with it that mm-hmm. brings it to life. Mm-hmm. And so you, you yourself are a creator. And you yourself are aware of the metaverse and, and, and are on the edge of these things. So as somebody that creates jewelry and is experienced with the technology available to you as a jewelry creator, how do you think about the metaverse? How do you think about bringing, bridging the physical with the digital? Well, you know, I love that because I think that we've already been doing that with gaming. You know, I think when mm-hmm. you look at like your Fortnites and, and things like that, I remember my son buying, you know, skins and, and, you know, different things to identify his character the way he imagined that character to be. And I think since we're 
sort of, I feel like metaverse is at the moment a little bit a reflection of gaming. Like it doesn't quite feel like tangible to me yet. Although I know eventually you'll be able to shop there and do, you know, uh, sit down and join a podcast there and, you know, like many different things. But the idea that people want to wear things in the metaverse, be it clothes, makeup, jewelry, accessories, we're reimagining ourselves there. And so I just think that there's probably a place for that, you know, like it may not be me doing it, but um, I think that there's going to be um, a lot of that coming down the pike. And I also see it, unfortunately, a little bit less exciting to me is the big brands doing it because it's just virtue signaling in the metaverse to me you know that you're wearing those special kicks from from nike that you're wearing live and in person but i just i see like a lot of designers that maybe don't want to create a physical necklace or a dress or a pair of sneakers but they want to do it digitally like i see a whole universe of creators that way too I'm not sure that I really answered your question, but that's sort of what went. No, you did. You did. I, um, because I, you know, I want to hear from the creator's point of view and I want to hear from the, and I also want to hear exactly what you brought up. Some of the things that you're skeptical about. I mean, one of the, with this conversation, the conversation you and I had in Austin and the conversation you and I are having today is a really exciting one because you're a creative technologist. I'm a creative technologist. And we put our heads together and we have this mind meld of all the possibilities and all the things that could be. And it's a very validating conversation to have because I wouldn't want to be anywhere else or doing anything else. It's a great moment for creativity. That's not to say that there's not room for skepticism. And I think that it's equally as important to um, meet the skepticism head on as it is to get excited about it. So you brought up, um, you brought up the Nikes, the bigger brands, um, getting into the metaverse and that may not necessarily be as exciting. So, and, and, and I think that there's, and I think that there is a, I think that there is a lot to explore there. I think there's a lot to explore there because the, question i have is why why and not rhetorically why like like don't do this but why why for a brand to get into web3 why for a brand to get into the metaverse mm -hmm. what are what are are they hoping for another point of sale or are they bringing something to the table and are they are they adding something to the conversation mm. like i think um further to that point brands clothing brands have been in the metaverse for decades i can go online and i can buy whatever nikes i want right and there's a cool right. 3d graphic if i can even build them from scratch and all that stuff um so by getting into the metaverse now what mm -hmm. um and what's um what's the point of view and so at block party that's a question we have all the time and I think that I have found that brands that kind of have a purpose and are very good at articulating their purpose tend to have 
more success in um in this uh in this world do you agree no i do agree and nike probably is a good representation of that um i wasn't trying to slam them but <laughs> i was just trying to quickly come up with uh, a brand. No, 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 but, but that's cool because they have they have been active yeah yeah um They have been active and I think, um, but you know, I think that there is one of the brands that I'm, that I'm seeing be very clever about the metaverse that um, we work with at a block party uh, is Spin and Records, mm-hmm. All right? They're, uh, you know, they're one, they're a brand that I would say is having conversations with us, with other platforms, with various metaverses and they've been thinking about this stuff for well over a year, but they haven't like gone running in. They've been very thoughtful about asking themselves, who are we? What is our purpose? And what is our purpose in the metaverse? And um, there is something about their thinking. And I won't, you know, I, I, I'm not sure I'm going to get into what exactly they're planning, but there's a certain je ne sais quoi about it. <laughs> that mm-hmm. I would have a hard time putting my finger on until you and I spoke today. It's, and I realize now, I think what I like so much about their concept is not that they're trying to do the next thing after Web 2, but there's something very Web 1 about it. Mm. And, that's, and, um, and that's cool. And I don't think I could have articulated that before speaking to you today. Yeah, well, glad I helped with that. <laughs> Um, I had another question for you and I, um, I think the innovation part, um, I would love to, uh, just ask about, you know, you, you had said you have some creators that they're less concerned about the user interface and, and how to buy a ticket type of thing. And they're more about the innovating part of it. And that's the part that's really exciting you at block party. Um, so for me, I kind of feel like, okay, we're talking about NFTs, but we're missing a piece of the conversation if we're not talking about the utility, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, and I feel like the magic might be in the utility. So are you seeing with block party, with the, um, artists that are coming before you that they are transcending that they're bringing ut- utility innovation to the table um that is exciting maybe you can share an example because I, to me i feel like because i come from an experience world you know that's my background yep. events you know we talked about that um i worked in five-star hospitality it was all about the experience right yep. um and I think that there's artists innovating and they're thinking about that part of it. It's not just the concrete piece, it's the experience that their community is having. So are you seeing them utilize utility? Sorry, I used the same word there, but you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, do you see them creating and innovating in, in the utility part of that picture? Certainly some are. I would it's a very it's a very timely question that you there you're asking um if, because there's been a big debate on twitter i think over the last week or so 
about utility in art. Um, it was a, a very popular photographer that is beloved in the Web3 space released a collection of photographs and it sold very, very well. And a bunch of the buyers were like, wait a minute, where's the utility? And the artist was like, I didn't say anything about utility. It's, a, it's, a, it's an artwork. Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of sparked the debate of the question that you're asking. And um, I, would, I, I would certainly say that um, art is utility in and of itself, right? The, I think that the utility I get from a lot of the NFTs that I've created is that I get to display them on the walls of my home. I'm still a pretty tactile person mm-hmm. and I still love to have, you know, my space, my art be around my space and having beautiful artwork on my walls is utility. Um, I think about the albums of music that I hold near and dear to my heart. The utility is how they make me feel, right? Like, and just, uh, and the, the songs and the, and the experience of the, of the song itself. And so there is a, I would usually encourage folks to look at the NFT space and separate out like the art and the media from utility. Mm-hmm. And there are some NFTs that are purely utility based, mm-hmm. right? And that is, and, and that's and that's great because I think that the ability of utility in this space is amazing and the opportunities are amazing. These are two different things. Mm-hmm. However, you make a great point that events are utility oriented. Now, the music business isn't when, you know, when a musician creates music, they don't just put songs on records to cause feels. They also go on tour Mm -hmm. and perform those songs live. Mm -hmm. And artists create artworks that are exhibited at art shows. And there is an overlap. So I do think that there is art utility but they're not on opposite sides of the room either they're two there's two distinct buckets they're two distinct circles but in a venn diagram and there is an overlap there yeah yeah. um and ultimately i think it falls on the creator to decide and i think that we are seeing lots of cool utility out there. I think the number one thing that, uh, the first thing that made people like open their eyes and say, oh wow, utility, was where certain NFTs are also, you know, access keys to a um, to a locked Discord. And I think um, access for, like digitally gated access is a very interesting utility. And I think that, um, the, you know, when you think about things like Board Ape, Yacht Club, and um, projects like that, there's very interesting utility in the fact that you're buying the rights to your Board Ape, not just, the, not just a picture of the ape itself. You're buying the rights to it. Mm-hmm. And I think rights ownership is a very interesting utility. 
Now, you know, you, you just saw recently Coinbase announced that they're doing a series of board eight movies. Well, they're doing casting calls. So they can't just take you, you own the rights to your board ape. So they can't just like use board apes in the movie. They actually have to cast your board ape. And they're, you know, and you, the owner, are negotiating with them the the rate for that. <laughs> and so that's and, and so that is that's wild, right? And now right, now right. we're like now we're like, oh my gosh, that's another that's another um that's another very interesting thing that has not really happened before and is now happening and it's very much a, oh oh damn okay that's mm-hmm. that's um that's very interesting and that's very new and um there's also the idea of utility in the sense that one nft can become something else mm-hmm. so you know what happens when i'm a musician i drop a nft of a song now if you go stream that song a hundred times on Spotify. Now your NFT becomes a VIP ticket. Mm. So um, I think I think the idea of utility goes back to something that you and I discussed a moment ago, which is NFTs are just kind of line of code, right? It's mm. it's really NFTs are a primitive. It's a primitive, like our job as the NFT platform is to help creators issue NFTs and help creators navigate the code side of it. But NFT is is a primitive. It's up to the creator to think about what they want to do with it. And um, we are just consistently, I'll say again, just wowed and surprised by all the creativity pouring into the space. Mm-hmm. And um, and pushing the boundaries of what utility even means, and um, it's it's really uh, it's really special. Uh, so uh, you know, I think that it's all it's also up to your listeners to think to themselves like, what utility would I like to see mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. from uh, from artwork or from music or from uh, whatever? You make a really interesting point about your son. Um, and it's something I see play out with my younger brother, who's a little bit younger than your son, but in the same general age range. And when I was, you know, when I was a teenager, it mattered what I wore to the park, what I wore to school, you know, because that's your personhood. That's what mm-hmm. that's what you that's what how you present yourself. Mm-hmm. My brother is concerned about what he looks like in Fortnite, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and uh, right, he's. Right. Um, and when he goes to school, he's around 900 or so of his peers, Monday through Friday. But when he goes on to Fortnite after school, he's playing with hundreds of millions of people. You know, so the utility of wearables um, is something life, right? that take on a whole new life for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, you did answer my question, which is good because I actually think a lot like you. Um, I, I love tangible things. I love the art on my walls. I love the way a song makes me feel. Um, and I think what's important, and it sounds to me like block party is doing this. Like, I feel like you've built this in because you appreciate. So I think what you're doing is you're introducing the artist and giving them permission 
to create their NFT, let's just say it's the digital representation of the painted canvas they're going to send to somebody. And the utility is simply enjoying that piece of artwork in their space. And for me, I think it's really great that Block Party is giving artists permission to just stay focused on the intrinsic value you're giving to somebody. If to you, the art on the wall and how it makes the buyer feel is everything, then that's where you stop. And I think to be able to offer to that other customer that's coming to Block Party that says, yes, intrinsic. But for me, there's a further evolution that I see. And so um, having it be able to be cast into a play or become a concert or become a wearable, I, I think it's just great that what you're offering can serve the artist where they are. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And it is a, it's a reality check sometimes that we have to do at the space. I remember a speaking to a very prominent artist, again, one that was very successful, you know, pre NFTs and his work is natively digital. So it use, you know, he, he paints alongside an algorithm and I, you know, I'm just like, what a, I got in touch with him being like, you're a perfect candidate for NFTs. Mm -hmm. and, and the guy was like, I know all about it. No, thanks. <laughs> and I'm like, uh Oh, what happened? And <laughs> this was, this was in uh this was in mid 2020. So still like very early in, uh, mm. in, in the whole thing. And being a creative technologist, you know, he belongs to a lot of like online communities and certainly people were like, Oh, NFTs, NFTs. So he experimented with a couple of, of his digital artworks being, turned to NFTs and people were at the time in 2020, pretty much the sole utility of the NFT was to buy it and flip it. Mm. And, and by, and, and you know, listen, after all, this is cryptocurrency, right? For the most part, crypto is really simple. A, a token can do precisely, you can do precisely three things with the token. You can receive it into your wallet. You can send it out of your wallet you can stake it. So um, utility is still a tough to crack because, you know, how do you create all sorts of new utilities for token based on those primitives? In 2020, you could basically buy a token and sell it on it, you know? And so a lot of, he was, uh, he had a negative experience as artist because a lot of people were pinging him and DMing him being like, oh, please sell this for lower, please sell this for lower. Would you, you know, you're charging one ETH, will you take 0.2 ETH? Oh, that and negotiating, yeah. Yeah, that, and, which is, by the way, haggling over art, I do that for a living. You know, mm -hmm. no, 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 no big deal. Um, mm -hmm. It was just that the artist is like, yeah, I granted a couple of people, like, you know, I negotiated with a bunch of people in the DMs. I sold it lower than I wanted to. Five seconds later, it's, you know, it's flipped somewhere else and somewhere else and somewhere else. And, you know, he was just like, not for me. Mm -hmm. no, you know, not, not, not for me. Um, and then... You know, he is actually still active in the NFT space and doing very well. So I guess it was for him. 
But um, well, maybe you were able to explain to him the legacy in it, like, okay, you sold it for less, but then they resold it and you still got a percentage of that. So if they maybe they became like, you know, well, I, the seller maybe, for uh, you. I mean, I, 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 that guy doesn't even tell, tell him anything. But um, <laughs> I think that I think that um, we're, we're kind of seeing it again, right? Where now an artist is doing a drop of like a thousand NFTs. And people are like, okay, well, what's the utility? I'm often asked, does my business need a podcast? My answer is yes, that nothing else is the fast track into thought leadership and being established and seen as the expert in your industry as podcasting. What's increasingly evident is that it's a branding machine. It kicks doors open for you to have conversations with leaders. It creates a pathway to partnerships and connections on a deeper level. You will not be your industry's best kept secret. Your ideas and business will have global reach. So step into your power. Go to hollyshannon.com to launch your podcast now. And now back to our interview. We have to get really clear as a nft community about like what it is that we're doing so one of the things that i like is that at blog party we have a very clear perspective of things that we do there are other nft platforms out there that are just laser focused on utility and if blog party for example and this is actually what i love about how collaborative the space is for the time being Block Party, for example, we're worried about just giving the creator tools and capturing as much creativity as possible to bring art onto the blockchain. And that will definitely have a lot of uh, artists say, well, I would like this utility and that utility and that utility. How do I do that? We'll usually make a warm handoff to another company that is very focused on utility. And, um, and because these are all like, self-custody wallets that are on a blockchain that's publicly viewable. Holly, as long as you have a, a wallet, an Ethereum wallet, any company building an Ethereum can, you know, if, if, you're, if you're a block party client, but you want to add utility, I call up utility, a company that focuses on utility and say, well, here's the contract address of the NFT, here's the wallet. And so just, you know, hey, utility company, read the wallet, read the contract address and offer that NFT utility. So by being, um, you know, if Block Party were to try to do everything, you would do nothing. And by um, taking advantage of the fact that we all kind of share, nobody has nobody has a proprietary client in this space, right? Because um, a creator on Block Party using an Ethereum wallet, that wallet and the, that token address is viewable by anybody else that's looking at that blockchain. Um, you can start to really connect dots with other companies doing other cool things. So I was. Um, you know, that's something that is great because you can be creative and start connecting the dots. Did I just lose you? No, I'm here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> For a second, I, th I felt a little glitch there. Um, I would... Um, I know I have you on for a really long time here, I but I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't dive into your relationship with Warner Music and, and mm -hmm. Block Party. Do you mind if I keep you a little longer to and switch gears into the music side of NFTs from the sure. art side? Thank you. Glad to. Tell me a little bit about 
um, this collaboration or this business venture together and, and how it works with the creators and, um, yeah, if you don't Sure. Mind. Absolutely. Um, I, I got to know Warner about a year ago and it's been, um, a pleasant relationship. Um, I, I, you know, in this space, I definitely met a lot of folks that are getting into it for the wrong reasons. Um, and this is not the forum to name names, but I will certainly say that Warner Music is a probably the biggest organization I've ever spoken to that I can say hand over heart is in entered the Web3 world for all the right reasons. That's saying um, a lot. I, it feels good to say that, you mm -hmm, know, and, I, mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm not just saying that because we're partners. I'm saying that that's because we're partners, right? That was like the, that was, um, that made me very interested in the partnership uh, mm -hmm. and pursuing one with them when we first met. Um, if any of your listeners just key in Warner Music Group's website uh, and go to the About Us, they have a mission statement. And um, I find that, you know, integrity is a big deal to me. And every conversation I've had with Warner around NFTs, around Web3, I can trace a line right back to the mission statement, which for me feels like a very integrative organization, right? Even though they control like such a huge swath of the world's IP, um, in terms of music, they are, they're sort of living their mission, which I'd love to see. You know, it says it right there that, you know, they're, I, I can't quote it off the top of my head, but I can, but I'm paraphrasing here that, you know, their mission is to enable Warner artists to, you know, be on the cutting edge of technology and uh, and help usher them into into the future whatever the future is and so you know they as an organization are looking to innovate are looking to take advantage of are looking to learn about this space and take advantage of the opportunities it offers uh to their artists and so one of the, one of the first things i sort of got interested in is that you know, Warner has their vision and has their reason to get to be smart about the Web3 space. And there's definitely, it's not like Warner says so and then every artist must follow. It's quite the opposite. Warner's like, yeah, our artists can do whatever they want, whatever they want, but we're here for them as a resource to help them do this better. So whenever we meet a Warner artist, um, you know, they are interested in doing something in Web3 and we're just, you know, Warner is not like pushing us, like go do a drop, make a ton of money. They're thrilled if that happens, but mainly it's, um, you know, they're looking for us to educate their artists. They're looking for us to, um, help their artists like realize their vision of web three. So, um, many artists that we've spoken to have no idea what this is all about and they're curious and they want to learn. And we'll generally be a sounding board. We'll help talk to them about it, open their minds to the possibilities. And more often than not, they will call us back three weeks later and be like, okay, I sat on this, I chewed on it. Here's my idea. What do you guys think? We're like, wow, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> um, I, I, I dare to say there have been a handful of artists we've spoken to that are actually like super, super, super into crypto, super into NFTs and they're just like my fans don't know that i'd like them to so how do i do that and um it's cool right so we um we've got we've gotten to 
uh, we've gotten to do very interesting projects with them. And, um, um, and I guess when we first met, those first couple of calls were just, you know, they were interested in our point of view in the Web3 space. We were interested in their point of view in the Web3 space. And it's been a happy partnership. Um, I mentioned earlier in our in our interview that we're working with Spinning Records. You know, that's a that's part of Warner Music Group, and um, we get a chance to innovate with them. You know, we get a chance to, like I was saying about the the visual artists, um, we have an opportunity to speak with some of the most creative people in the world, <laughs> thanks to the Warner partnership, and very many of their artists got to be where they are excuse me um because they are not only supremely talented supremely creative but before they ever got noticed by record label they were master community builders they you know they they did it as indie artists and filled venues as indie artists uh, that's not an easy thing to do so we find that more often than not um sure we'll educate a lot of artists about web3 but more often than not we're being educated and about like how they they view community and how they view um, community building. If I can share one more thing uh, oh, with you about the absolutely. about the partnership, um, and this is something that is really a unique challenge that I've been that I've been um, excited to work on, is that as you can imagine, very many of the recent additions to the Warner Music Group family or roster or whatever, uh, very many of the recent artists they've signed, let's say in the last two years, surprise, surprise, they didn't sign them because they were selling out venues, right? Um, we are looking at a new crop. We've talked to a lot of artists in the quote unquote new crop of um, new Warner signees that aren't really touring, that haven't ever really toured, um, and that are natively digital musicians. And they've, um, they might not ever have like performed at a legit venue, but they have like 20 million TikTok followers. <laughs> and like, that's a whole new challenge to solve, right? Because you and I just talked about utility. So very many of the artists that have been around for 10 years are like asking us about how can my NFT also be a VIP ticket, be a meet and greet because they're going on tour and they're thinking about how their NFT can be utilized within the context of a live music experience. And now we have a bunch of 19 year old artists that are like, oh, I'm not going on tour anytime soon, but how do I leverage my enormous TikTok following? Because every time I do a song, um, I do a dance and now um, my followers are doing that dance and it's going viral. And so this is not something that we've done yet at Block Party. It's not something I've seen really done as a whole in the NFT space, but I'll, I'll leak some future alpha for your, for your listeners is look forward. We're a cult culture factor, right? So let's talk about culture. Uh, look forward from, you know, we're recording today in April, 2022. I would not be surprised if looking forward in the world of music NFTs, we are thinking more about how to leverage this amazing user generated content 
that comes out of the TikToks of the world, viral dances, right? So um, if I'm an artist, I, have a, I, I did a song and the dance to it went viral. What if I'm not selling NFTs to my fans? What if I'm encouraging my, my fans to send me NFTs of the dance that they did or the user-generated content that they're making around my brand? And that is like, I, I'm, I'm rolling up my sleeves metaphorically and thinking more about that because right now, are artists enjoying the virality of some of, of the user-generated content? Absolutely. But are, use, are the fans getting utility and getting value out of participating in, their, in that viral thing? Sure. I, I, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I don't do that stuff, but I, but it like, no, but I know, yeah, but they're like, fun. oh, I'm a part of a viral. Yeah. They love it. That's why they want to duet. Yeah. Right. So if NFTs are about ownership and it's about ownership of digital assets and you're participating in this viral dance and that's your digital asset, let's make it a digital asset. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, um, I love that. That's amazing. And how, and how do we, and so like the relationship isn't creator to fan, but what if it's fan to creator and now it's a two way street. Mm. And um, what if the, you know, and what if there's just, uh, I don't know, I, what if, you know, this is the what if game. What if I go to a concert and there is a, um, and there is a video wall of a hundred, of a thousand user generated content NFTs of fans sending in the dance that they did that went viral. Mm-hmm. And now, mm-hmm. and, but like, the musician has to license that from the fans if the fa- if the fans own the asset. So anyway, uh, I think there's a million. Again, I can only sit here and imagine so many things. It's um, it's the musician, it's the creators that are masters of creativity and are going to tell us this is what I want to see and can you enable it. So um, anyway, that's the that's the future of thinking stuff. I would contribute here I, is I love that. we keep talking about creator to fan. What about what about fan to creator? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about an experience where the fans show up to the live comp to the live concert, and they do like kind of like a flash mob dance where they're all duetting the dance at the same time in the middle of the field? You know, like there's there's so many ways it could go back and forth. I feel like so I don't know. <laughs> I just I love the whole idea. I, the idea is great. Uh, this has really been, this has really been delightful, uh, and I'm uh, I'm so happy that you brought me on, and uh, this is really feels to me like a continuation of the amazing chat we had in Austin, um, and I'm so I'm so motivated by the idea of uh, culture having an impact on blockchain and vice versa. So what better place for me to talk about that with you than on the culture factor? Thank you, and and I'm really glad you came and you spent this time. And um, I know we we sort of went Joe Rogan here. We went a really long time, and I know you have to go. So I thank you for coming, and um, we will catch up another way. And um, definitely at NFT NYC, without a doubt. So thank you for Amazing. coming, Vlad. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. 